Hey y'all, it's Amber P from Golden Bloom Studios and you're listening to Just Keep Blooming, your new go-to podcast for all things small business and branding. All right, y'all. So today is episode four of Just Keep Blooming. And if you can tell by the title, we're going to talk about oversaturated industries and how to thrive. So let's just jump right on in. I have my handy dandy notes per use and I'm going to go from there. So as a small business or brand in an oversaturated market, it can be tough to stand out amid the sea of competitors. But fear not, throughout today's episode, we'll uncover strategies that can help you not only survive, but thrive in these highly competitive environments. So let's start by acknowledging reality. Oversaturated markets can be overwhelming, not only for the consumer, but also for the brand. There's an abundance of choices available to consumers, making it challenging for smaller brands like yours to grab their attention. However, this doesn't mean that it's impossible. And throughout today's episode, I'm going to give you different tips, strategies, ways, whatever you want to call them to be able to successfully navigate your way through your industry and hopefully land on top. First things first or first of all, we have the key to success which is differentiation. So of course, if you have a bunch of different competitors, what you want to be able to do is stand out. There's a couple of different ways that you can do this. One would be to develop a strong brand identity, which would include your brand's name, logo, and any visual elements such as color, typography, and imagery, which will also include photos and video. So basically the way your brand looks should be completely different from the way any other brand in your industry looks. Um, another way that you can kind of stand out amongst the crowd, I guess, would be through cre- creating or crafting a unique message. Your brand's message refers to the tone, voice, and language used in your communications, including advertising, social media, and other marketing materials. So basically having a new and different, innovative, unique way to speak to your customers. Think If you're old enough, think Apple and their advertising like a long time ago where it was like the silhouette of a person with like headphones on with the iPod and that was like a whole thing and it was new and it was different. If you were there, you know what I'm talking about, but that's just an example. Next, another way, I guess, to differentiate yourself from competitors in your industry is through targeting a niche audience that larger brands may be ignoring. And if you'll go back to episode two of Just Keep Blooming, I give you ways to do that, or I I spell that out for you in detail in that specific episode, which is called like finding niche. So if you want more information on how to do that, go back to episode two and listen to that. And then... A fourth way to do it or a final way to do it is by developing a distinctive approach to your products or services. So like having a unique theme or offering personalization, um, making something more convenient and efficient, um, adding a health and wellness focus, like that type of thing. And so there are a few different brands who have successfully differentiated themselves in oversaturated industries and We'll start with one, which is Supreme, which is in the fashion industry. And they did that by limited edition, offering limited edition drops and doing collaborations with other brands and artists Um, in the makeup and beauty industry. We have Fenty Beauty. As you know, they came right out the gate with an inclusive shade range and diverse marketing campaigns, which was new for the beauty industry. And then also they have Rihanna, which is like the cheat code. Um, for pretty much anything, like she can sell pretty much anything unless you're talking about her fancy fashion house, uh, no shade, but we'll, we'll actually talk about that 
um, in a future episode in relation to like how her and Beyonce um, kind of do business and how Rihanna is actually more successful when it comes to doing business in other industries than Beyonce. And we'll also talk about like why Beyonce isn't successful in anything other than music, but that's a whole nother story. Let's stick to today's topic, which is helping you learn how to survive and thrive in your oversaturated industry. Um, so back to my examples, another example in the fast food industry would be Chick-fil-A and they successfully differentiated themselves from other fast food restaurants like McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's by offering quality fast food and superior customer service. And then when it comes to the fitness industry, we have SoulCycle. Um, they differentiated themselves from other gyms like 24 hour fitness. Um, what's the other one? Planet fitness, crunch fitness, all the gyms uh orange theory whatever and they differentiated themselves by creating a community focused approach to indoor cycling classes um using trendy and aspirational branding so all these different brands that i just named are a testament to the power of differentiation a lot of them if not all of them are at the top of their specific industries even though they entered when the industry was already flooded with other options Next, we have or another way that you can um, successfully thrive in your respective industry is through innovation. Ultimately, innovation is about creating solutions that make people's lives better. So by investing in research and development, listening to customer feedback and keeping up with market trends, you can create products and services that truly resonate with your target audience. And this can ultimately help you establish your brand as an industry leader and maintain a competitive advantage. Stagnation is the enemy in a fast-paced market. You must consistently innovate and evolve to keep up. I know it sounds overwhelming, innovation and technology and all that stuff, but it's the way of the world these days. So you're going to have to spice it up a bit, basically. Find out a different way to do what's already been done. Um, put a little a little glitter on it, a little sparkle on it, a little oomph to it, like add to it, basically. And so if you look at uh, industry disruptors like Tesla, Amazon, and Apple, you'll see that by pushing the boundaries of innovation, they redefine their respective industries. So again, with the examples, Tesla disrupted the automotive industry by introducing electric cars with cutting edge technology and sleek designs. So of course, you know, automotive brands like Mercedes, uh, Porsche, Ford, Chevrolet, all these brands existed far beyond or what am I saying far longer than Tesla has but Tesla has made a regardless how you feel about Elon Musk Tesla has carved out its own uh, river in a sea of brands basically (laughs) I don't know if that analogy makes sense but I was trying to make it make sense so just go along with it but Elon has definitely done something special when it comes to um, upturning the 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 automotive industry like nobody was doing electric cars it was a thought maybe but nobody had done it until he did it and now you have all these other brands coming out with electric cars uh when it comes to amazon they transformed the retail industry by introducing online shopping and same day delivery now nobody thought anybody could mess with walmart but when amazon stepped on the scene walmart to move over and start competing so they ran all of the small businesses out of business by combining all the small businesses and what they offered into one business and then amazon took it up a level and was like you know what we can do this online and that's what they did and now you see where they're at Apple revolutionized the tech, not the tech. I'm not even going to call it. I was about to call it the technology industry, but nobody says that tech. 
Apple revolutionized the tech industry by introducing innovative products such as the iPhone, iPad, and Apple Watch. Who's doing touchscreen with your hand before Apple? I'll wait. Yes, you had Palm Pilots, but nobody did it like Apple did it. Apple did that and they does uh, Steve Jobs, crazy innovator, like crazy good innovator. Honestly, Apple hasn't been the same. They kicked him out as a company and then, of course, he died. Uh, the innovation is a little lacking these days. But the position still stands. Apple definitely came in and messed it up for Windows, Sony, uh, all the different tech brands, basically. Uh, and speaking of tech brands, technology seems to be the most significant driver of innovation today because it aids in production and offers customers more convenience and efficiency. Uh, but at what cost, really? Because, you know, privacy and all that stuff is another thing. We might have a future episode about that, but that is to be decided. If you guys want me to talk about um, trading off our privacy for convenience and efficiency, um, in ways you can kind of like navigate around that, or if you want to, I guess, um, we can do an episode about that in the future, but the tech is not the, or introducing tech or AI, which is super popular. I was really, those aren't really the only ways that you can innovate. Sometimes it's really as simple as changing a process. So making a process a little bit different than how it's been done before. So if you can come up with a more efficient way to do something or a more exciting way to do something, that one thing, or you can add an element to personalization. So perhaps one of the most overlooked yet impactful aspects in thriving in an oversaturated industry would be customer experience. In a world where consumers have endless options, exceptional customer service, intuitive user interfaces, and memorable user experiences can be your secret weapon. Customer service is essential because it directly impacts how customers feel about your brand. User interface and user experience are also important because they determine how customers interact with your brand's products and services. So why customer experience is so important? It's important because it helps with differentiation, which we discussed earlier. Uh, when your customer service is superior to what is offered by your competitors, you'll you'll definitely stand out because good customer service is kind of hard to find these days uh and it can really make or break a brand at the end of the day um with so many options people don't have to stick around if you're rude people don't have to stick around if uh they don't like your service they don't like how you talk to them they don't like how you treat them somebody's treating them better even though the other person's product might necessarily not be as good they're more likely to head on over there than to deal with you and your bad customer service uh so yeah moving along Another reason why customer experience is important is because it builds loyalty. When customers have a positive experience with the brand, they're more likely to become loyal customers, which are valuable assets because they're more likely loyal customers are more likely to make purchases, recommend your brand to others. And they're also less price sensitive than like new customers or people that only buy with you sometimes. Um, another reason why customer experience is important is because of the positive word of mouth marketing, which is a huge uh, plus when it comes to marketing. When customers have a positive experience, they're likely to share it with their friends and family, which can lead to new customers. So you can get new and better customers, not better. You can get new customers by just treating 
your loyal customer as well. And that doesn't take any more effort or marketing dollars away from you. If you just treat them right and you make sure they have everything they need and you follow up after sales and all the stuff that usually comes with great customer service, all you got to do is just wait for them to go tell somebody else and boom, more clients, more customers. And last but not least, great customer service can increase the lifetime value of customers. So this kind of piggybacks off the last point. Um, So customers will spend more money with you over time, which can increase your revenue and profitability. Uh, Enough said. That's basically why you're in business. You need revenue and you need profitability to stay in business, but also to continue growing as a business. So offering your customers or your clients exceptional customer service can help you do just that. There are two particular brands that come to mind when I think about exceptional customer service, and those are Chick-fil-A and Disney. So Chick-fil-A, of course, is known for its high quality, fast food and excellent excellent customer service. I tried to combine combine the word excellent and customer and y'all know how to go when your brain do stuff like that. But yeah, they're known for high quality fast food and excellent customer service with staff members who are friendly, attentive and willing to go above and beyond to make customers uh, satisfied. So I know y'all have seen like the memes and the stories that have gone around over the internet where people are talking about like crazy stuff, Chick-fil-A employee employees have done for them like fixing a car or running after their car if they forgot a part of their meal or something like that chick-fil-a is just known for fast efficient and great customer service and disney so disney is famous for creating a magical experience for its guests from the moment guests enter their parks they're immersed in a world of enchantment with characters music and decorations that bring disney stories to life they also put a lot of effort into customer service with friendly and knowledgeable staff members who go above and beyond to make sure guests have a great experience and both of these brands have largely benefited from their superior customer service experience um disney and SeaWorld don't even compare I don't really care for Disney like that. I'm not a, I wasn't a Disney kid. I was a Nickelodeon kid. But when you talk about Disney theme parks compared to any other Six Flags, whatever, Disney, when it comes to customer service, Disney goes above and beyond and it shows through the ticket prices and what people are willing to pay and the fact that people are willing to come from all over the world just to go to Disney and experience it. So last but not least, definitely not the least, collaboration. Collaboration is an absolute game changer. And I definitely recommend this to all of my clients. So by partnering with other brands or influencers, you can gain access to new followers, customers, and markets that you might not have been able to reach on your own. So a fashion brand could collaborate with like a music artist to showcase their products to a wider audience. So think of like the rising musician, artist, whoever, wearing the fashion brand clothes or accessories and music videos shows on red carpets media appearances being caught by the paparazzi uh sort of like a oh rihanna she's a fashionista i'm not i mean you could get rihanna you might could get rihanna if your clothes are good enough you might could get rihanna if your shoes your handbags whatever are good enough you might can do a collaboration with rihanna but even if it's just like somebody that's local um collaborate with them and be like here are some we'll We'll do a contract and here are some clothes. I'll provide you with these clothes and you wear them. And whenever anybody asks you about them, just say it's me. Or we can just 
combine our efforts and create like let's say the person is like a rising r&b star or like that or pop star and they're really into handbags you guys can collab on a handbag so that way they get not only do they get free handbags to show off in pr or whatever but they get to tap into your audience and then you get to tap into their audience um so yeah also by combining your strengths and expertise with another brand or an influencer Anybody that you can collaborate with, you can create new products or services that are unlike anything else on the market. Through collaborations, you can also gain new perspectives, insights, and ideas that can help you develop new products or improve existing ones. So collaborations can also lead to more efficient processes and cost savings, which can be crucial in highly competitive industries and with small businesses. So of course, the cost to do business today, especially is very high. So if you collaborate with another brand, you can combine not only your ideas and your efforts, but also your wallets, which will essentially save you both money in the end. So that's always a plus, especially being a small business, because being a small business and just being a business is not cheap. I don't have to tell y'all, y'all already know. An example would be when Nike uh, collaborated with Apple to create Nike Plus and In that collaboration, Nike's expertise in athletic footwear and apparel was combined with Apple's technology and design capabilities. And the result was a unique value proposition that allowed users to track their fitness and exercise data using a sensor in their Nike shoes that communicated with their iPhone or iPod. This eventually led to the fitness capabilities of the Apple Watch and the Apple Fitness brand as a whole. So even though the Nike Plus collaboration was like, I think it was first a thing like a long time ago. For Nike, it worked out because they got to tap in more into tech. And then for Apple, it worked out because it eventually led to the Apple Watch with its fitness capabilities. And then also, I think it was last year or the year before, Apple launched Apple Fitness where they have like their own trainers and it's like a whole subscription service and it's like a whole fitness thing. So it rivals, what's that bike? I can't think of it right now, but there's like a brand, a bike brand. Uh, what is it? I can't think of it. Y'all know what I'm talking about, but there's like the, the brand with the, the basically an iPad attached to the bike and they have all their trainers and all that stuff. Can't think of it right now, but I'm sure y'all know what I'm talking about. That's neither here or there, but yeah, Nike Plus. Uh, when it comes to collaborations, I always, like I said before, I recommend these to my clients between clients, especially if I find two clients that I think will go pretty well together. Um, simply because I've seen it work when it came to like glazes. She didn't necessarily collaborate with other brands, but it was another brand that was like reposting other small brands in similar industries and also in other industries or whatever. And she got to tap into their audience and that really helped her in the beginning um, when it came to finding customers or finding people to advertise to. And of course, you know that it's a big brand these days. I believe that we're stronger together as small businesses. Like if we can combine efforts in wallets and audiences and that type of thing, I think we could all grow together. So there's that. Uh, I'm going to give you a few tips for collaborating successfully. Number one, find brands in similar or complementary words. Find brands in similar or complementary industries that align with your brand's ethos. So for instance, if you're a candle brand, you could find a perfume or home goods brand to collab with on like a limited edition product. So, uh, 
I don't know, you're, I'm trying to give like a example. So like, let's say you're a candle brand and you do romantic sense. Like that's your thing. Like that's your niche. You only do like romantic type sense. You could go find a perfume brand that has like floral scents and other basically same type of scent as you and then you guys could collab on some type of product where maybe it's like a set where you get a candle and a perfume that are like a unique scent that you guys came up with together just one idea just throwing that out there next make sure your collaboration is mutually beneficial it should not lean heavily one way or the other it should work out for both of you guys like you should both be getting something out of it i shouldn't have to tell you that but i feel like sometimes people try to take advantage in collaboration situation um but yeah you don't want to be taken advantage of just make sure that whatever agreement collaboration you enter into that you're getting something out of it and also make sure the other person is getting something out of it because you want to be fair and then i'm gonna need y'all to turn me up i'm gonna need y'all to turn me up so you can hear all right sign contracts and do business the proper way. make sure you have your business done up front get you a lawyer something and just make sure once you reach out to this brand and you guys agree to do a collaboration together you get all the fine details nailed out in the very beginning before you sell create anything and i say this because if you don't do that and whatever thing y'all make together does really well greed may become a thing what we talked about in last episode greed could become a thing and not to mention if you collaborate with a brand that's bigger than you definitely get a contract because you don't want them to steal whatever they collaborated with you on and just x you out of the picture completely don't allow that to happen to yourself make sure you get the business done properly on the front end um just to keep you and your business and your products and stuff safe so yeah Take that into, I can't stress that enough. Make sure you do business the right way. It could be, if it, even if it's a friend, if it's a friend, it's a family member, does not matter. Make sure you get your business done properly up front. And then last but not least, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Okay. Don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Like I said earlier, you could possibly collaborate, collaborate with somebody as big as like Rihanna. Who's to say that can't happen? I mean, anything is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. But even if it's not somebody as big as Rihanna or a brand as big as Fenty Beauty or something like that, even if it's a smaller brand, but it's bigger than you, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Or if you're shy, you don't really reach out to other brands or you feel like people don't want to share and all that other kind of stuff. It don't, it, it don't hurt you to ask. Just ask. Just reach out. Hey, I like your blah, blah, blah. I think it would pair really well with my blah, blah, blah. Uh, what do you think about doing a collaboration? I could send you samples of my product and you can send me samples of yours if you would like and we can see if we can work something out. I believe that this could be mutually beneficial to us. Just saying. Don't be afraid to shoot your shot. So as we wrap up, remember this. While oversaturated industries present challenges, they also offer opportunities for innovation and growth. Embrace these challenges. Focus on your unique value and keep evolving. The road might be tough, but the rewards are so, so, so worth it. So that's it for today. I hope you found these insights valuable. Join me next time for more strategies and stories to help you navigate the ever evolving world of business. Until then, keep thriving, keep innovating, and keep differentiating. Oh, 
And most importantly, just keep blooming. All right, y'all. See you on next episode. Bye.